Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Moms Who Money podcast. Today is all about the kids. I just love talking about kids and money. I could probably talk for hours about it, (laughs) but I won't today. When I was learning about money, I remember thinking to myself that I really just can't believe that we never learned about this stuff in school. There's so many things that just we need to know about in life that are really are not taught in school and we really learn about it or we don't learn about it from our parents. And it got me thinking of like all the different things that you would think they would teach in school, but they just don't. So it's now our responsibility as a parent to make sure that our kids know these things, right? So just things like off the top of my head, like money, life lessons, how to fill out a medical form, how to do laundry, um, washing dishes, pots, pans, um, cleaning, cleaning the house, right? Driving, how to treat other people. Discipline, that's a huge one, huge. I could do a whole episode about discipline. (laughs) Um, How to properly run a household. I have this conversation with my son all the time about all the things that it goes into running a household and how things just, you know, magically appear and are magically done and how we always have electricity and we always have water and we always have a place to live, you know, and all these things just magically happen. But they don't magically happen, do they? No, they don't. I talk to my son about this stuff all the time of like what I do every single day to make sure everything is running smoothly. So take a second and just really think about the things that you wish you learned when you were younger, right? Like think about all those things that you've said to yourself, wow, I really wish I would have known this a long time ago or whatever, right? And then those are the things that you need to start teaching your kids. Think about it, right? Because they're not going to learn it anywhere else. And then if they do, it's probably going to be half-assed backwards, right? So teach them. I've heard people say, with the knowledge I have today... I wish I could go back 20 years and relive my life, right? (laughs) So how would your life be different now, right? If you think about it, how would your life be different now if you knew all of these things 20 years ago, right? Like, think about it. Your life would be so, so different right now. So why don't you do that for your kids, right? The better prepared that our kids are when they're growing up now, the better for them, right? And then their kids and their kids and their kids, right? So... It's so interesting. Like, if you see, like, really pay attention. So you get to be the change. Do you see that? You are the one that can break that cycle of that generational, all those generational patterns that have existed for your family for hundreds or maybe even thousands of years, right? So starting with you, you get to show your kids all the life lessons that you wish you knew earlier. And all it takes is some communication, right? Just start now. Just start talking about it. It really is that simple. Just start talking about it. Don't make it hard. Don't overthink it. 
Don't overcomplicate it. Just start a conversation. That's how it starts. And you know, as a parent, I want to raise my son to be financially savvy, right? For his own sake, right? But think about it. Don't you too? Like, don't you want your kids to be financially savvy for their sake? As well as your own sake, right? I mean, not only do we as parents need to be prepared, our kids have to be prepared, right? They need the knowledge, the skills, the confidence to really become financially literate and responsible. And I honestly believe that the pandemic was not only a wake-up call for all of us to really finally realize what's important to us, it also was a slap in the face for too many that are not prepared or savvy. So investing in your kid's financial education is really important at an early age. So they have a strong foundation in understanding how money works and how to live with an abundance mindset instead of living in fear of it. The earlier that you can start teaching your kids about money, the better. So if you remember from the money story episode, I talk about this all the time so that you just get it through your head. So your kid's money story is shaped from the time when they are zero to seven years old. How kids feel about their money in their own minds is learned directly from you and all the people in their lives and their environment. I know I've told you recently that my son and I were having a conversation while we were at the store shopping and we started talking about money. Big surprise. (laughs) So I know that you're totally shocked, right? About that, right? Well, he made a comment that stopped me in my tracks. I was so completely shocked because the words that came out of his mouth were words that have never come out of mine. And I know he didn't hear it from me. So what he said was, Mommy, rich people are greedy and mean, right? I don't ever want to be rich because I don't want to turn into that. And that's what he said to me. I was like, what in the world, right? And I turned to him really in just disbelief and shock that he said this to me. And I asked him where he heard that. You know, why would he ever repeat it? Because I thought he knew better than that just from all of the money conversations that we have had. So then he told me, mommy, I saw it on a cartoon. And then, of course, I asked him, well, which one? You know, because I really wanted to know, like, where he heard this from. And he couldn't remember specifically which one. But I was like, what the hell? Like, I just don't understand, you know. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's other people's money stories coming through, right? So everyone's got a money story. And that's why... Thinking about how you learn from your environment is so important because you're listening not only to the money story of your own parents and your family, grandparents, all the things, right? You're also listening to the money stories and these are all going into your subconscious of the money stories of everyone else around you. Even people you don't know, right? From a cartoon, It's really important to pick up on these things. And these things can spark conversations in your home too, because this one (laughs) sparked a really, really big conversation between my son and I, because then we discussed how it's not true. And we found examples of wealthy people who do good in the world. And I showed him proof that it's just simply not true. But yes, 
there are maybe some people out there like that, but for the most part, people with a lot of money do amazing things for the world. If you think about it, it really goes down to who you are at your core as a person. If you're a dick all the time, you're going to be a dick with your money, right? And if you really are a genuinely wonderful, kind, grateful person, you're going to act that way with your money as well. It just is. I mean, it's just who you are as a person shines through your money, right? So think about that. We had this really long conversation about it. And he came to the realization that even he himself is a kind and wonderful and warm and caring person and is like that with his money, right? Because he loves to donate his money to the Global Water Center. It's his favorite place, his favorite charity, and the reasons why, right? So he understands in his own mind that because he is kind and philanthropic within his own self, that that's what that will shine through his money. And so he he really was able to put two and two together and see that, right? These are just teachable moments. So like I always say, we normalize money in the house, right? So it's it's not just waking up and saying, oh, what should I talk about today with money, right? It's, it's not like that. It's really just as things come up, you can start teaching and say and sit them down and say, today we're going to learn about whatever, what is a bank account, you know, whatever, right? But it's also, and more importantly, the day-to-day, how can we just weave this into life lessons, right? So you just have to really be careful in listening and picking up on what they're putting down, right? You listen to what they say, and then you turn that into a teachable moment, whether it's money or not, right? That's, that's, how, I, that's how I am with my son. So I hear him, and I listen very carefully, and then I say to myself, oh, I can totally make this into a teachable moment, right? And then I also challenge him to come up with ideas of things that he can do in his own life, whether it's money or not, right? So whatever the teachable lesson is, or the teachable moment, we just dive deep all the time. We get into really awesome conversations. And I really do believe that it's made us so much closer and has really made our bond just so deep, really, because it just also brings on so much more trust within each other. Oh, and I also, I remember when we were talking, I also challenged him to think of different ideas of things that he can do. Like if he had a million dollars, which he can't even fathom that much money, right? Like who knows what he really believes a million dollars is in his own mind, but it's a shit ton of money, right? So (laughs) I said to him, what ideas can you come up with? What ideas can you come up with to help others if you had a million dollars? And then all of a sudden, he just started rattling off idea after idea after idea after idea after idea, right? And so that helps him to think differently about money, of all the good that money can do in the world, right? And this is why mindset's so important, right? Because we have to undo our mindsets to shape and reshape your own mindset, and then your kid's mindset. Because whatever, however, however old your kids are already, right, they're, they're already being shaped, right? So we have to unshape and reshape. And this is where it all starts, just with conversations, where it all starts. Because there's so many consequences for not investing into your kids and your own financial education. 
If kids don't have their financial education, they're going to lack an essential basic life skill, which will then lead them to all the financial struggles that you have now, right? So why put that on them? Why not fix your financial struggles and then obliterate theirs, right? They won't have any. They won't have any because you're teaching them now, right? And so as they get older and things become more expensive, (laughs) right? Let them make their mistakes now when they're little, when they're younger, when they're just getting an allowance from you, or maybe they just got their first job and they're really not making a lot of money right now. Let them make their financial mistakes now before they become too expensive. Well, those expensive financial mistakes that I know you wish you could take back, don't put that on them. Because what'll happen is that if you don't teach them now, right, they're just going to start forming, if they haven't already, really bad habits with money, right? They're going to live beyond their means, which means spending more than you make, right? So getting a credit card or whatever to get money or borrowing money from you beyond what they've brought in right? That's a loan, right? And you're just giving them the money. Like, here you go, here you go. Like money doesn't just fall from the sky, right? And that's what you're teaching them. That once they've created their own income, they can get more and not have to worry about it. And that is the opposite, the complete opposite of what you you need to teach them, right? You don't want them to form those bad habits. Because once they form those bad habits by living beyond their means, which is really that really hard habit to break as they get older, right? So starting them off now with good habits really, really early will serve them for the rest of their lives. And lack of financial skills will also lead to intense money stress and anxiety, which, you know, it's one of the greatest sources of stress, more than health or relationships or even work. It can create physical health issues, divorce, mental health issues, like anxiety or depression. I mean, the list will go on, right? And I'm sure that something along these lines has happened to you in your life, or else you wouldn't be here listening today, right? So if you don't teach your kids about money now, it's going to come back to haunt you. So think about it. Are you able to afford to financially support your adult children? Will they be able to help you when you're older? Think about it. So I really want to give you just five really easy steps. Five easy steps to raising money smart kids. When we work one-on-one together, we dive deep into exactly how to teach your kids to set themselves up for life. They won't have to come home after college because their money habits that they'll have, they'll be able to live on their own. And then all the life lessons that you've taught them along the way They're good to go. So here's the five steps. Number one, lead by example. This is the most important step. So really what it means is just be a good financial role model. They may not listen to everything that you say, right? But they are certainly paying attention to your actions. And actions speak louder than words. Kids really are aware of the good and the bad habits in the house, including money. And parents really need to have their own financial house in order to be able to be a good financial role model, right? So if you're diligent with your own finances, your kids are going to notice. Number two, 
living within your means because living beyond your means is not sustainable, right? So teaching them healthy habits to really adapt at an early age, right? Spending less than you bring in, teaching them to live less than what they're bringing in so that they don't bring on debt. It's become way too easy to spend and to have access with credit, right? And not tracking your spending and your money being digital, all of this, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, I talk about that all the time, right? So social media brings us immediately into everyone's world. And then we get to see what everyone has and doesn't have, right? It can trigger feelings of envy or fear, fear of missing out, right? And that social commerce and those in-app purchases, oh my God, these were not things that we had to think about when we were kids. You can easily make purchases while scrolling through your social media feeds without even thinking about it first. And then you just keep, con- keep scrolling, right? You're like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, I want that. And you buy it. And then you keep scrolling. So kids' game apps are very similar, right? So kids' game apps are attached to their Apple or their Android account, right? So while they're playing games, they're able to make purchases without even realizing they're spending real money. They just think it's part of the game. Right? So they can purchase more lives, more weapons or game characters while they're playing a game. And money has become so intangible and just a bunch of meaningless numbers using credit card, debit cards. I mean, it's the perfect storm to overspending and not paying attention to spending. It's just become way too easy. And knowing the difference between your needs and your wants, number three. Media and advertising are really designed to convince us that our wants are our needs. So let me say that again. Media and advertising are designed to convince us that our wants are our needs. And our society has become so materialistic that we need instant gratification for everything that we do. Like with the microwave, fast food, Amazon Prime and grocery delivery, right? We don't need to leave our homes anymore because everything just comes to us, right? We click add to cart and boom, done. Boom, at your door. So talk to your kids about the difference of needs and wants and how things can just magically appear at the door, right? You actually have to pay real money for that. It's not free. It doesn't just magically appear, And so many kids just think that, right? You swipe a card and it magically appears or you hit add to cart and boom, there it is. They don't really understand how, the how behind it. And then we have our really core basic needs, which are what? Shelter, food, and transportation. Those are the core needs, right? And then it just branches out from there because personal finance is personal, but we all start with shelter, food, and transportation. And then, of course, I've been talking about this the whole time. Number four, teachable moments, right? Teachable moments are the most amazing way to make money just a normal part of everyday life and through your conversation, right? Like in my house, talking about money is like asking, what do you want for dinner? You know, it's just another thing we talk about. These moments just pop up all the time, right? And you just need to be aware of them and notice them. Right? So recently my son and I were shopping and he was purchasing Legos with his own money. He loves, he loves to get Legos. And he's always shocked at how expensive they are. It's funny. It's like every time we go, he forgets. And then he's, he, he's you know, reminded by the price tag 
of, oh my goodness, I can't believe Legos are so expensive every single time. <laughs> this makes me laugh because those are life lessons for him, right? He goes to the store and maybe the price even goes up because, you know, that happened. It's happening a lot lately. And, you know, when we go shopping, he uses his own money. We always get to talk about supply and demands and, and if this purchase is a want or a need, right? And if it is a want, then how much are you willing to spend on this want? And that's personal. Everyone in the world will have a different answer of how much they're willing to spend on a want. And it's always going back to that dopamine hit because wants are wants. Wants you do because you get that dopamine hit, right? It makes you feel good. You buy something, it makes you feel good. Same thing with eating, right? We talk about this. When you eat sugar and high fat, it makes your body feel good. It gives you that burst of dopamine in your brain of that hormone that rushes through your body and makes you feel amazing for a second, right? And so with every bite and every purchase, you want to feel better and better and better. It's almost like a drug, right? It's an addiction. Think about it. Your kids are, are feeling the same way when they make purchases or even when they're playing their games online, right? And they're making those purchases and they're not realizing they're spending real money unless you tell them, right? And then you get the bill and you're like, oh man, they spent a hundred bucks on the game. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. So when kids are shopping, just shop with them, talk to them, talk them through their purchase and then let them make the choice. Don't make it for them guide them and ask them questions, but don't say anything in either direction of don't buy that or buy that. Let them make the choice. And if it's a mistake, it's a mistake, but let them learn that mistake. They need to learn. And the life lessons that they have now when they're young will help shape them for the future so that those expensive mistakes won't happen. You can also show your paycheck to your kids. And explain the difference between gross and net earnings and what deductions are and taxes and medical insurance and all these things, right? Just that one piece of paper can show them so many things and can have so many conversations that go in so many different directions, right? Explaining what a 401k plan is, all of these things. Obviously, if your kids are really little, this conversation would be for when they're older, but you can start now and just say, this is a paycheck. I go to work and then this is how I get paid. And then as they get older, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But just making them aware of these things. This is a bank. This is where I keep my money, right? All of the things. And just let them be aware that these things are in existence because all they see you do when you go to the bank, if you go to the bank, right? And you go to the ATM, it's that magic machine that spits out money. You can explain to them how the money actually gets in there and where it comes from, how bank accounts work, all of these things, right? Take them grocery shopping. Let them use the calculator on your phone to add up the dollar amounts of each item to make sure that you stay within your budget for the week, right? For your groceries. You can also show them how to comparison shop for items, name brand versus a non-name brand or a store brand or whatever, right? Just start looking for different opportunities to discuss money with them because those are life lessons, right? So as the moment arises, life lesson, as the moment arises, just think about it. Just listen, put your phone down and listen, 
pay attention to what your kids are saying because they really want to know. They really need to learn. Number five, allowance. Allowance is a teaching tool. It's really all it is, right? It's a teaching tool. And it really is so empowering for them and for you, right? You can both learn about money in that way, right? Kids need to experience managing their own money and they can make the mistakes when the stakes are so low, right? And learning from them. They learn from all these mistakes. And you teach them how to allocate for saving, investing, sharing, and spending, right? The four buckets. How much should you give? Well, that's really completely up to you and how much you have and how much you want to give and how old they are. <laughs> I mean, there's so many variables, right? And it's, it's definitely a topic that we cover in our one-on-one coaching strategy sessions because you can choose to attach the chores to their allowance, right? And you just pay them extra money for additional jobs. Or I mean, there's so many endless ways to get your kids involved with money and teaching them to be money smart and savvy. This will totally get you started, right? Just these five little tips will get you started in such a big way. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.